I don't know about you, but he's worthy of all of my praise. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy of every bit of praise. Somebody worship him for just a few moments. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students. Amen. And then as we could turn, if we could turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44. Matthew 13 and 44. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure, hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. We'll read that again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. All or nothing. All or nothing. Would you sit down your Bibles? And let's pray all across the building. Come on, church. Would you lift up your voice with us as we pray? Hallelujah. I believe that God has a very specific word for somebody in this house here today. Jesus, we are coming before you, and we are asking God that you would touch this word. God, anoint me to preach your word and to do it, amen, the way that I have received it, God. And I pray that we would have ears to hear and a heart to respond. Oh, somebody pray for just a few moments. Jesus, I want you to speak to every individual, God, to every heart, to every mind, every life, God. Every man, woman, and child that's in this building, God, I pray that this word would permeate into their spirit, God. Hallelujah. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand and tell him all or nothing. Amen. You may be seated. Over the last uh, several weeks, and really even at the beginning of the year, I really felt impressed, um, and it really has taken quite a while to get to what I felt impressed at the beginning of the year, um, simply for the fact that there's a lot of other things that were, were, were just more pressing at the moment. But I really do believe that we are in a season in which we are, we are discussing and we are talking a lot about the kingdom of God. Now, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven are interchangeable. Um, they, are, they are very much meaning the same thing. But we have been talking about the culture of the kingdom over the last several weeks on our midweek Bible study. Uh, and this year, our theme is the expanding kingdom. And that is exactly what the kingdom of God is. It is unlike every other kingdom here on earth. It is 
a kingdom that is ever expanding, ever growing, ever multiplying, ever adding. Amen. This kingdom is unlike the kingdom that Daniel saw when Daniel had a when Daniel was interpreting and telling the dream to the king. When he had that dream, he had a dream of a statue, the head of gold, shoulders and and that of brass and then it, it moved down gold, silver, bronze. And then it moved down to iron. And finally at the feet, it was iron and clay. And he then gives the interpretation of what it is. And he says, you, O king, are the head of gold. Uh, that's how a lot of people like to be talked to is you just tell them you're the best. And uh, he had no problem with that. But there was another message that was being propagated right then and there. He was letting them know, O king, you are the top. You are gold. You are the head. But I want you to know every kingdom after you is only going to get less valuable. Every other kingdom after you is only going to become, amen, worse. It's only going to degrade. It's only going to become less and less and less. And finally, when we get to the final kingdom, which is that of, of, of clay and of iron, a mixture of, of one metal that is stronger than the other, uh, one thing that is that is able to withstand versus something that is fragile and breaking. That sounds a lot like our world right now. Fragile about everything, and everything's a microaggression, and everything seems to break them. But, amen, it, it, it was a mixture of iron and clay. And we don't have time today to get into all the theological and eschatology eschatological, amen, end time meaning of all of those different things. But suffice it to say, there is an understanding that is given that every kingdom on earth, amen, from that point on is only going to get worse. It's only going to get less valuable. It's only going to go down, down, down. And finally, he says, there was another part of the dream. There was a rock, and that rock, that stone came flying, and it hit the feet of iron and clay, and that rock destroyed, and that statue came crumbling down. And and and, and it didn't stop there. I want to talk about this for just a moment. There are some people that think that this stone was that like David's that he took and he slung it and it took down the giant. And that is accurate. That is exactly how it started. But the kingdom doesn't just stop, amen, at knocking down enemies. It doesn't just stop at knocking down giants, amen. But there is another level to this. The kingdom of God goes further. He said that, that rock, that stone, it came flying out of nowhere, Amen. And it destroyed, and this whole giant and all the kingdoms of the earth came crashing down. What was he saying? He's saying all the kingdoms of this earth, they're crumbling. They're fading. They're falling. They're being destroyed. Amen. I want you to know this world's not getting any better, folks. Amen. It, they, they, we're living in a society now that doesn't understand the concept of genders. We, we live in a society that they're propagating all sorts of different lifestyles and, and things that, that we, we know just absolutely in our conscience are not right and are not accurate. They don't know, amen, up from down, left from right. Amen. We have come to a society that has morally degraded, amen, to the point where 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 3 years ago, 2 years ago, what 
used to be wrong is now right. What once was, was, was just not part of the culture is now status quo in the culture. And if you aren't uh, uh, changing your gender to be, amen, some different fluid movement, uh, you're now the minority and you're now the bigot and you're now got a problem. Uh, I want you to know we are living in a society that is losing its marbles. It is in a degrading, devaluing kingdom. Somebody clap your hands. Hallelujah. That's the world we're living in. But I, I'm not a doomsday preacher. I didn't come to tell y'all, amen, all the negative things. I do want you to know this thing's not going to get any better. I, I don't think that we need to bunker down and get rice and get guns and, and hide in our bunkers and wait until the Antichrist shows up. I don't, I don't believe in that. Amen. Because I, I understand that there's a second part to this, that there was a stone that came out of nowhere and it brought all of those degraded kingdoms and devalued kingdoms down. Amen. Anybody know, amen, that Jesus said that I'm the rock. Amen. He is the stone. He is the very thing that Daniel saw thousands of years before. He said there was a king that's coming, and he's bringing with him a kingdom. And that kingdom's going to bring all the kingdoms of the earth down. That king and that kingdom is going to bring down every false ideology, every false religion. That, that kingdom is going to bring down this false sense of 21st century morality. That king and that kingdom is going to bring it all down. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. And that king, and that kingdom didn't stop at just knocking down that entire culture. But as we've been preaching, it expanded. And now it began to grow. And what was once just a little rock is now a, 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 a mountain. And what was once just this small individual stone has now become, amen, an entire mountain range of rocks and stones. Can I preach to you that that's talking about the kingdom of God, that it, it started when Jesus showed up on earth and he said the kingdom of God is with you and the kingdom of God shall be in you. He was saying this kingdom is not just one day you'll fly away, but he was saying this kingdom is coming to earth and this kingdom is going to bring havoc to every other kingdom on earth come on it's going to bring havoc on the society that we're living on it's going to bring havoc to the morality that we're living in it's going to bring come on i'm telling you when this kingdom strikes into carson city it doesn't just stay in one little center of carson city it begins to spread it begins to expand it begins to break through barriers it begins to break through mindsets it begins to break through paradigms oh somebody clap your hands and give God praise. You're part of that kingdom. You're part of that kingdom. And we're bringing Satan's kingdom down. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. This is not just we're waiting until we can fly away one day. Hallelujah. We are here to do damage. We are here to do business. We are here not to stand by and watch the world get worse. We're here to watch the church get better. Amen. We're not waiting for this whole world to burn with a fervent heat. Huh? We're setting the church on fire huh? and telling the church, the world, come on. Amen. This kingdom, it's, it's growing. It's expanding. And there's a lot of attributes of this kingdom we're talking about from its culture. that in, It's an invasive culture. 
It begins to spread like the leaven we talked about. It will begin to move and it will, it will work its way in the dark. It will begin to break through into new areas, new territories. I mean, this kingdom is, amen, a kingdom in which we are starting off as the minority, but we always end as the majority. Amen. But there is something that is being said here about this kingdom that that really takes note in my mind. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, if you will, he said it's like treasure. I want you to notice that, that that's a big difference between the kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of God. Their value is decreasing. It is depreciating. I want you to know if you are, if you are somebody who, t- who puts your stock in the world and the morality of the world, your stocks are losing their value right now. You're about to plummet. There's about to be a 2009 economic crash in your morality and in your world and in your worldview and in your mindset. Amen. Because it's devaluing and it's losing value. It's a depreciating asset. Anybody know what that means? It's like buying a busted, broken car. Amen. And, 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 and allowing it to continue. Amen. To rust and to degrade and to die and thinking you're going to get back out of it what you, what you bought it for. Amen. That's what happens when you step out into this world and try to find value in this world and in its systems. You're buying into a system that can't give you payment. You're buying into a system that has no interest, that has... Amen. You're, you're, you're ultimately wasting your money, proverbially speaking. But Jesus said, the kingdom of God is a treasure. I want to tell you here today, there is immense value in this kingdom. This kingdom is what we would consider to be a wise investment. This kingdom is Apple before it struck it rich. Amazon before it struck it rich. This kingdom, you got to jump in and you got to sign up now because when that day comes, amen, when, when he starts pulling people up out of the earth and we meet him in the clouds, it's going to be too late to get your investment in then because this kingdom is a treasure. This kingdom is valuable. It's unlike every other kingdom on earth. Uh, I want to tell you how valuable this kingdom is. You know, they say that uh, there's been many different cultures through history that have been looking for a a treasure-rich city. The Bible would even say Abraham was a man that was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, which has foundations. There was many people, the Spaniards, were looking for El Dorado. It's not El Dorado here in California. But they were looking for a place called El Dorado that was full of gold. And they heard stories that it was made. There were streets lined with gold. I think they heard about the wrong streets of gold, folks. Streets of gold, I heard about her up there in heaven. Hallelujah. But, but they heard about this city where everything was plated in gold. And you could just walk up and you could get riches. And you could, you could go and become, walk in a pauper and walk out a rich man. And people died looking for those cities and they died uh, others and other generations uh, they died looking for a fabled city known as the lost city of Atlantis uh, we don't have any evidence that any of these cities uh, ever existed but it got into the, the heart of mankind uh, that they could go and find many treasures uh, and many riches uh, amen in this kingdom and can I preach to you here today uh, none of those kingdoms exist uh, but we have a kingdom 
And it is the kingdom of God that has more wealth than El Dorado ever could or ever would if it existed. There's more things to be discovered than Atlantis ever could have. I want to tell you here today that in the kingdom of God, there are things that money can't buy. In the kingdom of God, there are things that are irreplaceable. There are things that are precious. There are things, oh, come on, somebody. In the kingdom of God, there's more value. It is a treasure. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Oh, somebody lift up your voice. I want to preach to somebody for a moment. When you think of church, when you think of the kingdom of God, you've got to have the right mindset. This thing's treasure, honey. This thing's buried treasure. This thing's got value. This thing's invaluable together. Oh, hallelujah. This kingdom is so valuable that if the doctors could get a hold of it, they'd make a lot of money. Because in this kingdom, there is no sickness. It's a kingdom where their sickness can't reign over you. That's why when you get to heaven, there will be no, no more sickness. Amen. And some people think that is only relegated to when you cross through those pearly gates. But Jesus didn't. There is no transition between the kingdom of God here on earth and that kingdom there. It's the same kingdom. It's the same kingdom. All you're doing is stepping from, amen, from your life here to eternal life. There's no difference. So when we pray for somebody to be healed, I want to tell you what's happening. We're just tapping into another kingdom. Amen. I don't have the ability here on earth. I don't have the power here on earth. There's not enough medication. There's nothing I can do. But what I can do is reach over to a kingdom where there is no sickness. And I can bridge the gap. And I can pull it over. When you pray, I want you to know you're not just doing something here on earth. Amen. But Jesus would put it this way to Peter. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He's saying when you begin to pray, you're not just praying here on earth. Audible words in English or in Spanish. But when you pray, you're tapping into an eternal kingdom and you're pulling it into your present reality. Oh, somebody praise him. This kingdom is valuable. If doctors could get a hold of this kingdom, there'd be no more sickness. If doctors could get a hold of this, if a psychologist could get a hold of this kingdom, there's no more sorrow. There's no more tears in that kingdom. In that kingdom, there's no sin. There'd be no need for a preacher to come up and preach you no more. Because in that kingdom, people can tap into it. There's forgiveness in that kingdom. There is redemption. There is deliverance. There is liberation in that kingdom. I want to preach to you about the kingdom of God. He said it's treasure. Anybody who tries to devalue what you have in the church, they're lying to you. I want you to know we got something doctors can't pay for. We got something psychologists can't learn enough for. We got something you can't be educated enough for right here in this house. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on. I want somebody to recognize the kingdom of God is treasure. It's value. It's valued. It's valued. Man, people start, this is what happens. We're not careful. We'll start getting carnal. And we'll start devaluing this kingdom. But this kingdom's treasure. And we've got to hold on to that. But there is a problem with this treasure. The Bible says it was hidden. Somebody 
hid this treasure in a field. The problem with buried treasure, get ready, I'm about to get real revelatory for somebody. The problem with buried treasure, you can't use it for anything. You can't spend it at the store if it's buried. I could give you a billion dollars today and I could bury it in my backyard. And you could go to any store and say, I got money, but it's buried somewhere. And try to buy something and you won't be able to buy anything. Amen. What you got to do is you got to find that treasure. You got to dig it out of where it's at. You got to invest it. You got to put it in the bank. You got to. You got to do something with it. Uh, Amen. Can I tell you here today uh, that the kingdom of God uh, is only valuable to people that find it. Uh, It's only valuable to people that acquire it. Uh, It's only valuable to people that pull it out of the hole in which it was hid in uh, and pulls it up uh, and says, I got the treasure. I don't know why it was buried. Perhaps somebody didn't see value in it. Or maybe they saw how much value it was and they were scared that they might get stolen. It might get stolen. This man is journeying. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if he's a treasure hunter. I'd like to think he's a treasure hunter. Amen. That would be my ideal view of this man. The problem is he's treasure hunting in somebody else's field. So we know something about this man. He's a trespasser. <laughs> we got any trespassers in the building. We got hunters in this house. I know y'all trespassing. Amen. Don't lie. Amen. You lie, you fry. (laughs) But we know he's a trespasser. We know he shouldn't be in this field. We know he's there. We don't know exactly if he's looking for treasure. We don't know why he's in this field. We just know he's in this field. But one of the things that we do know is whether or not he was looking for treasure. We do know this for certain. He found it. He wasn't supposed to be there. We don't know why he was there. But we do know what happened when he got in that field. He found a treasure anyways. Can I preach to somebody that you don't exactly know? Maybe you stumbled into church. Maybe somebody tricked you to come 20 years ago. But you made your way into the church. You might have felt like a trespasser. Maybe you were a constant seeker, a treasure hunter. And maybe all of that is true. But one thing I can tell you at least you found the treasure oh somebody clap your hands Oh, somebody lift up your voice and let's magnify him. If you're thankful for the day, you walked in the field. You stumbled in the field. You don't know how you got here. Maybe you were born on this field. But thank God you found the field and you found the treasure. His Kingdom is treasure. But I want to put something else out there. His treasure is hidden. The kingdom of God is not for the casual observer. It's not for somebody that just feels like maybe stumbling in and just stumbling upon it. 
You do have to look for it. There's got to be something. But I want you to know, he didn't hide it so well that you need a metal detector to find it. He didn't hide it so well that, that, that you have to have a certain number of degrees to get to it or a certain amount of money in your bank account to find it. He hid it in a place where we would call it. He hid it right in plain sight that if you weren't looking and you weren't looking for treasure, if you didn't notice, you might just pass it by. But there was somebody that was walking through this field and it wasn't just going on a stroll. We do know this man was observant and he saw something. I don't know if it was glistening. I don't know if it was just a moment, one tiny coin, but something in this man stopped and said, I got to find out what that is. Somebody has to be intentional about finding it. You've got to knock. The Bible says you've got to ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Uh, knock and it shall be open unto you. Uh, I want you to know that, that this kingdom is treasure, uh, but it's not just treasure you can find on a bar stool. Can I help you here today? It's not treasure you can find in any field. Not every field has a treasure, but it is in, in this field. It is in the church. It is in the house of God that you can find the treasure. It's in the Bible says, now we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Can I preach to somebody? God didn't hide his treasure out there at the club and out at the bar and on the streets. He said, I'm going to put my treasure in the church. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and let's pray for just a moment. Come on, let's pray. I'm almost done preaching right here. Come on, this treasure is valuable. This treasure is valuable, but you got to look in the right field. You got to look in the right place. You got to look towards the kingdom of God. You got to look towards the church. But here's what's interesting this man finds his treasure, and I want you to notice what he does. The Bible says he hideth it. And that's where most people stop right there. Preaching somebody right here. They find the treasure, but then they hide it. You know how valuable that treasure is to somebody that found it but hid it? As much value as it was to the person that hid it previously. You can't buy anything with it. You can't go on vacation with it. There's nothing you can do. The only thing you're able to do with hidden treasure, the treasure you found, you can be excited about it. But you don't want to tell everybody about it because you don't want them to come and find out where you found it. That's why some people don't, don't, don't tell anybody about Jesus. But that's another story for another time. But you, you can't, amen, you, you, can't, you can't really do much with it. But you can, you can be excited about it in private. You can be excited about it when you go home. You can come even, amen, to the field every Sunday, every Wednesday. And you can come and you can stare at your treasure. It's so nice. It's so pretty. I can't wait to go back on Wednesday and look at my treasure. There, there's, there's only so much you can can do with treasure you hid. There's only so much you can do with treasure you buried. There's not a whole lot of value there in something that is hidden under the dirt. This is what this guy was going to do. It's the next level. There's some people would stay right there and say, okay, I'm just going to leave my treasure right here at the church. I'll leave it at the altar and I'll come back next week. 
and I'll have an experience and an encounter with that treasure. And I'll know I'm rich. No one else will know I'm rich. No one else will know what joy I have found in this field and in this treasure. No one else will understand what I experience on Sunday. It won't be seen at work. It won't be seen through the week. Nobody will know about this treasure but me and this field. The Bible says, but he didn't stop there. He went. And the Bible says, and for joy, he sold all that he had. I want you to notice what he's doing right here. He recognizes how valuable this treasure is. And he realizes, I can't, I can't just sell my car. I can't just sell my house. I can't just sell uh, one or two of my cattle. I've got to sell my car. I've got to sell my house. I've got to sell my furniture. I've got to sell. And he starts going down the list until he's got the last piece of pocket lint, maybe a mint in his pocket, and he's trying to peddle it on the street corner because he recognizes, I've got a treasure in that field that is more valuable than anything I own. Somebody needs to get a revelation of the treasure that is in this field. It is more valuable than anything you have to give up. It is more valuable than anything you got to sell. It is more valuable than anything you got to let go of. It is more valuable than anything you lose. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, church, let's pray. Let's pray. Somebody needs to pray right here because this is the moment where you're stopping. It's the selling out part. It's the selling all you got trouble with because you've got some things. You've got some heirlooms you want to hold on to. You've got some antiques and relics of your past you want to hold on to. You've got some things you'd rather keep back and keep in your storage unit of life. But he's saying you got to for joy sell everything. If you're going to own this treasure, folks, if the church is going to own this treasure, we've got to hit that sellout point. I said we got to hit that sellout point. Burn the boats. Burn the bridges. I've straight sold it all. I got nothing left. I've given everything I can. I've sold everything I've got because what I'm going to get is more valuable than what I got. But there's a key element to this man selling for joy. For joy. If I were to tell you there's a billion dollars buried in your backyard or maybe somebody else's backyard, you would sell everything you had and you wouldn't have a frown on your face. You'd have a smile because you understand what you're getting. But some people come to church and they think about the sellout. Well, hold on, preacher. You mean if I'm going to be saved, i got to give up this, that, and this? Are you, are you sure? People that are not selling for joy, they'll start saying, what can I get away with and still go to heaven? This is the kind of person that's not selling out for joy. They're, they're saying, what can I do? Will I go to hell if I do X, Y, and Z? The question shouldn't be, will you go to hell? The question is, will you own the treasure? 
it shouldn't it should be a joyous thing when you have to let go of some things because what you're gaining is greater than what you're losing it should be an exciting passionate thing oh somebody lift up your voice and let's pray come on let's lift up our voice let's stand all across the building For joy, for joy, you got to sell all. For joy, you got to sell everything. Every bit of your shame, guilt, everything you got. It doesn't matter if it's good, if it's bad, if you like it, if you don't like it. You got to sell it. Some folks need to make their way to the marketplace here today. But he doesn't stop there. Some people will find treasure. Then they'll hide it. They'll even sell everything they have. You're still a broke man with treasure until you buy it. You're still a broke individual until you make a purchase. You might have a little more money in your bank now. You're a little more blessed than you were. But until you make that purchase, you could sell out, sell out, sell out, sell out, sell out. But until you go and buy in, because that's the next level, church. There's a lot of people in this room. You've done everything up until this point. You sold everything. You're living for God. You love God. But there's that next level. God's got a plan for your life, but you don't want to buy into it. God's got a purpose for you, but you don't want to buy into it. God's got a treasure for you, but you're scared of buying it. But I want you to notice what this person does. There is a recognition. I'm sorry. A recognition. I can't afford this treasure. I hope that gets through to somebody today. I can't avoid, afford this treasure and neither can you. No one here can, avoid, can afford this treasure that's in this church, that's in this kingdom. It's worth more than everything you got. But he got a revelation. I could buy the whole field where I hid the treasure. I could buy it all. Because in God's kingdom, it's all or nothing. There's some people, well, I'd buy in if I could just have the treasure. I'd buy in, preacher, if I could just have the good things that come with the kingdom. I'd buy in if it was all blessing and favor, anointing and greatness. But I'll tell you what he did. He got a revelation. I got to buy the entire field. He didn't subdivide it. He didn't just buy a little plot of it where his treasure was. He bought every stone, every stump, every wayside place, every hard place, every trial, every trouble, every person that got on his nerves. He bought it all. Every weed, every thorn, every thistle. He said, I don't care if I stub my toe on this rock or this person offends me or that bothers me. I don't care if this makes me want to get bitter and choke me like a weed. I'm buying the whole thing. You can't have the kingdom of God without buying the church. Let me say that again. You can't have the kingdom of God without buying the church. <laughs> Lift up your hands and let's pray.
Let's pray all across the building. There's some folks that are here today. Maybe you need to sell everything you have. But I would reckon to say there's more than a few. They've already sold everything they have and said, this is the only life for me. But they've not fully invested themselves. They've not fully compelled themselves to join up and to give their all and to buy the entire field. But God is saying, if you will come in this house and you will buy it all, you get the treasure, you get the field, you get it all. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? There's some folks, there's still some things you need to get rid of. You need to sell. You need to, you need to take it to the market. You need to take it to the altar and say, I don't need this anymore. I don't need that anymore. Come on. But there's others. You've already sold all those things a long time ago. Your old addictions, your old compulsions, your old habits. You've already sold those. But today's the day where you buy it all. If you want the treasure, you got to buy the field. you got to buy the good and the bad. The, the, the easy times and the hard times. The trials, the tribulations, and the triumph. Come on, you got to buy the pain as well as the payment. you got to buy the treasure as long and as well as the trials. Come on, nobody said that the field was going to be perfect, but there's still treasure in the field. Nobody said that the field had everything right, but there's still treasure there. church this is an all-or-nothing kingdom he don't want part of you he doesn't want half of you he doesn't want some of you he wants it all There's some folks that are buying in right now. It's all. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in on the vision. I'm all in on the dream. I'm all in on the plans God has.
that's it, church. There's folks buying in right now. I'm all in, Jesus. I'm all in. I'm all in. On the good days, I'm all in. On the bad days, I'm all in. Through trials and troubles, I'm all in. Through blessings and triumph, I'm all in. Let's pray. This kingdom is treasure. This kingdom is treasure. This kingdom is treasure. Buy it all. Buy it all. Buy it all. God will never ask us to do something that he wouldn't do himself. In this kingdom, it's, it's all or nothing. God would never put that on you if he wasn't willing to do it. This parable can always be looked at through many different lenses. But one of those lenses is that Jesus was the man that came by a field. Your field. There was a lot of stumps and a lot of rocks. A lot of stuff that was not worth anything. That's how it was in my field. Maybe not yours. But he saw some treasure. And he didn't just buy the good things out of you. I'll take your inconsistencies. Come on. I'll take your, your deficiencies of character. He said, I'll buy every stump, every rock, every problem because I see value. I see value there. How much more should we come to the kingdom of God? Say, Lord, there might be some, some stuff that's not 100%, but I see the treasure, and I'll buy it all. I'll buy it all. Lift up your hands one more time. If God would do it for you, will you do that for God's kingdom I'll buy it all, Lord. I'm all in. I'm all in, Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice. And let's pray.